Welcome to Everything Renewed Podcast. This is Wes Morgan. Listen, everyday people operate under habits and mindsets that prevents growth. This podcast is here to address those habits and mindsets and dismantle negative stigmas. We truly believe that if you start with the mind, everything can be renewed. Let's go. It's another day for your mind to be renewed. My name is Wes Morgan, and hey, I'm so excited to kick off season two um, of this podcast. Man, uh, I took a little break for about a month and a half to take care of myself, take care of my family, and to regroup. Um, but as promised, if you go back to some of our previous um, episodes, you heard me talking about what season two Um, was going to be about. But before I jump into that, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for rocking uh, with the podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, We had people from all over listening to this podcast. And it's amazing. Um, When I looked at the analytics, I was blown away um, that people are taking the time out to listen to Little Old West. And that's pretty dope. Um, So shout out to all the people in Michigan and California, uh, Virginia, Oregon, North Carolina, Texas, Florida, Ohio, Illinois. Um, We have people, of course, the United States, duh. But um, even outside of the the United States, uh, we have people in Germany and Canada and Singapore and even South Africa. Uh, That's dope. And I'm really excited um, to really be presenting and bringing you more content uh, for season two. But again, Thank you all for just taking the time out and listen, because at the end of the day, there's so many podcasts out here that you can be listening to, and the fact that you chose to listen uh, to the Everything Renewed podcast, I really appreciate that. Um, Our goal at the end of the day is just to give you um, a different perspective on life. Uh, to help challenge different narratives that we um, tell ourselves and even things that really sometimes go against our own morals and values. So I like to challenge things. Um, That's just me as an individual. But um, hopefully throughout this podcast, you are being stretched and you learn something. Uh, You hear different things. And that's that's my goal at the end of the day is to just really help challenge our belief systems and then help us understand people better. So let's get started. I want to jump right into, uh, I don't have a guest today. Uh, Your guest is me. I I want to set the tone for what's in store for season two. And um, when I say season two, uh, I, I believe we may have recorded 16 different episodes in season one, and it was about different topics mental health, men and mental health. I'm going to have to come back to that one. Uh, I got a few requests related to that and to provide more content uh, with that. But I want to really invite us into the lives of other people for season two. The power of stories is really going to be the theme of season two and being able to listen to uh, different people's stories. And here's, here's the reason why. When you look at at least here in the United States. Now I have to really uh, say that because I have people that are outside the United States. So when you, here in the United States, we have a lot of different dynamics going on. Uh, It seems as though politics have taken over uh, our country um, and it really has uh, provided people um, an avenue 
to express themselves both in a positive way and in a negative way. Unfortunately, and I'm not going to say the root cause of it is politics, but unfortunately, we have lost the art of listening. Uh, we have lost the art of respect. Just simple things, loving our neighbors. Um, you, you don't have to be a Christian to love your neighbor. You don't, you don't have to be, um, you know, a Christian just to be nice to somebody. It's just, it's just nice to be nice. But we have used, unfortunately, politics have really given people an opportunity to just invalidate others. And I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, it's a lot of things that I do not agree with. At the end of the day, it don't. So let me show you, for example, um, deception and how deception works. When you look at um, the word agreement and you look at the definition for agreement, nowhere in that word agreement does it says hatred, right? Agreement is harmony or accordance in opinion or a feeling a feeling, a position or a result of agreeing. Even when you look at the definition of disagreement, it doesn't say hate at all. It's just a lack of consensus or approval, right? It doesn't say hate in that. However, this culture that we live in, if I don't agree with you or if I choose to disagree with your stance or your belief system, we now believe that that's a form of hatred that's beyond me like it's so many people who disagree with me and my belief system and guess what we cool we hang out we have a good time i don't need everybody to agree with me um and it's okay and it's a lot of people seriously in my own circle that do not agree with me and we are tight we don't hate each other but we have lost the art of listening and so when when and I'm using this example of agreement and disagreement as a form of this is like, unfortunately, the result of politics and rules and regulations that are taking place in our country. And, and it's just a shame. And so growing up in my life, personally, I love hearing stories. I love hearing my dad tell stories about when he was born and raised a few years in Alabama and how how he migrated up to the north to Michigan and how that looked. He he tells this funny story. Um, me and my wife cracks up because every time he gets talking, um, my dad is really not a talker, but when he started talking about, you know, when he grew up at, as a child, he used the same story. And it's so funny the last time he told the story about this young lady, uh, he got in trouble at school and uh, he just knew his mother is going to kill him and he's going to get in trouble. And so part of the assignment was um, his mother had to sign a piece of paper. And it was this young lady who had great penmanship. And my dad got the, his classmate to sign, forge his mother's name so he doesn't get in trouble. That's the moral of the story. But every time my father tells this story, he adds something. It's almost as though, like, wait. We didn't hear that before, but it gives us, we laugh so hard at this, uh, at this story. I think me and my wife can tell this story um, easily, but it's a, it's a cool story. But stories, it, it helps us understand other people, and, and it really creates the ability for us to be vulnerable. And, and you say, what, what do you mean by being vulnerable listening to someone else's story? 
being vulnerable opens up your emotional state of being. So you start feeling different, different feelings and different emotions based upon the story that's being heard. Right now in our society today, what's taking place is that we're hearing a lot of perspectives, but we're not hearing stories. And if you do hear a story, we are invalidating people and how they feel and they and their experience. And so we're continue. We continue to project our perspectives onto people which make them feel invalidated. And I cannot tell you the amount of people that I see in my office on a daily basis that are that are hurting, that have uh, that have self-esteem issues, a lack of confidence, uh, depression, anxiety, all because we have individuals who just continue to project their 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 opinion onto someone else. But you don't take the time to listen. And, 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 and I use very drastic examples all the time to draw people in. Right. We we live in a day, you know, we heard black lives matter. And the response to that was all lives matters. Do you know how invalidating that is? Like where at who who said all lives didn't matter? Right. It I, I saw a meme one time. And I, I wish I had it. If I could pull it up, I, I'll try to find it. Um, but it, it pretty much it was talking, unfortunately, here in the states, uh, the state of Louisiana, um, they had a flood. And uh, again, a hurricane came through. People had to leave. And the meme said, you know, we're praying for the state of Lu Louisiana, but my state matters. And it was so it, it's, it's such an invalidating statement. Right. And so and I'm not just picking on the whole uh, Black Lives Matter movement and organization. And those are two totally different things. But I'm just using it as an example of when you have some people, you know, crying out. Um, we 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 look at the story when you do your own research. Right. Not not just looking at Google at some things. Research is way more in depth than that. But when you listen to Colin Kaepernick and why he took a knee. It. It's a part of his story of um, him talking to another person that served our country. And the, the person that served our country suggested to him that it was more disrespectful for him to sit down so he should actually take a knee. But yet we don't even look at the reasoning. We're not even listening to this man's story because what's more important is our flag. But yet what our flag represent is the very thing that he's taking the knee on. But we don't, we're not listening to the story. So we don't have any empathy. Um, we take away our emotional state and it, it provides such a disconnect to people so we don't understand people. And I'm here to really provide different folks an avenue, an opportunity to share their story so we can have a renewed perspective. It, we, in order to be refreshed, in order to be renewed, it doesn't necessarily mean you need to agree, but you will find such a stronger connection when you hear someone else's story. And, and it's crazy because we we have so many experiences in life like we we go to um let's say for example Disney World well Disney World have a story and better yet watch this there's nothing on the face of this planet that does not have an, a story attached to it
Name me one religion, one that does not have a story, background to it. Every religion, every faith, however you want to describe it, everything has a story. How did Renewed Counseling get started? That's a story. How did I get here? That's a story. So I'm, I'm really bringing us back to the importance of listening, listening to people and understanding them, hoping that you can care, you can listen, you can develop a relationship and you can broaden your perspectives. Again, it's not a matter of agreement, but it's a matter of understanding. And I believe we will then start seeing change. Um, Stories, it, it really gives you like a front row seat into the lives of people that you may uh, not even encounter. Right. Um, there, there's a story about Denzel Washington and how he paid uh, for the late uh, chat with Bozeman, the, the gentleman who um, he is starring in so many movies, Jackie Robinson, you know, anyway, outside of his resume. But Denzel Washington paid for Chad with Bozeman to go to acting school at Oxford University. But yet we we see him in so many different films and unfortunately passed away um, this past year. But yet his legacy lives on. And even outside of his acting, when we hear his story, man, it makes you appreciate his work even more. It makes you appreciate people like Denzel Washington providing avenues. Uh, I look at what Nick Cannon is doing. He has such a large platform and he's given so many people opportunity. And the list can go on and on from Tyler Perry. And it's not even just people in mainstream media. It's people right here locally. Um, I think of my very own pastor. One day me and him going to wrap it up um, on a podcast, but I'm coming. That's that's like season three because I'm coming with some very raw stuff for that. But um, but I think about the story and our relationship and um, there's different dynamics with me and my pastor and the opportunities he has afforded me. And so some of what you hear right now is as a result of what he himself poured into me. And so we it's, it's stories attached to everything. My, my concerns with us in this society is that we're not willing to hear someone because they don't look like us. Right. Or we I don't because I don't agree with you and your belief system or, you know, you 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 don't like this and you don't agree with that. And so when we when we're not willing to hear somebody's story again, it's a form of invalidation. Right. To take away a person's story is like taking away they taking away their whole identity. Right. If we if we're going to heal as a people, we must restore the power of stories. And and I want to encourage anyone who's listening to me right now, don't compare your story with someone else's story. Embrace your story. Your story is unique. It you you should write the own chapters of your life. All of your experiences are chapters. Let that sink in. All of the experiences in your life are chapters. Embrace your story. Stop allowing other people to invalidate your story because they choose not to listen to you. Do you not know your experiences really connect you to other people? So when we bring guests on, when 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 I start introducing different topics, the first the first story you're going to hear is with my wife and you're going to be blown away based upon her level of experience that 
she went through here in West Michigan. And I'm calling out names. I'm, I'm letting you know. I don't, I don't hide behind nothing. I'm calling out names. Uh, I'm not sugarcoating nothing because that's not how God made me, right? And, and, and I want you to hear, you know, that will help you understand. I want you to hear the different dynamics and the layers of people's story so now you will start appreciating their voice. So when somebody stand up and say, I'm against this, or when somebody speak against something, their own story validates that. So you don't have to be in agreement. I don't need you to agree with my stance because you're not me. You're not experiencing what I'm experiencing every single day. So let's get back to the art of listening to somebody's story so that way we can heal. These narratives, these chapters that we are going through, that storytelling process, oh, it's just a part of us being human. And that's what I want us to be encouraged with. We're human beings, right? I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm a man of God, period, the end, right? And But even in that, I'm a human being. I don't need you to agree with my political stance. I don't need you to agree with my, my faith. What I need you to understand is that I'm a human being. And here at Everything Renewed Podcast, that's what we're doing. I'm going to introduce you to human beings. And I want you to hear their stories. I want you to see how the chapters that they experienced, how they came out victorious, how they came out renewed. So I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready for season two. Um, today was just a little snippet. Um, you know, in the church, we say we like to lay, lay down a little foundation. You know, if, if you Baptist, you know, you, you know, that preacher closing, they, they're going to tell you, you got to tell that story, right? That's why all my Baptist preachers and friends and stuff, right? And they, they tell you, you got to tell the story, doc, tell that story. And, and for us, the story is of a, a story of redemption. Um, and that, that's in Christ, that's in our faith, but you can have a renewed perspective. So your story, it's powerful. And I want to encourage you today, write your story. Even if nobody read it, guess what? At the end of the day, we that's all we have. Literally, at the end of the day, we are just that. We are a story, right? Someone, when we die at our funeral service or whatever type of service you want to have, people are going to get up. They're going to recount moments of our lives from their perspective and how we impacted them. They're going to tell a story. I got so many stories of when I went on my first date. Um, it was a double date. My cousin Chris, um, this was the first time I ever learned how to talk to a young lady. And I went on my first date with my cousin Chris. And I still remember the young lady. Uh, her name was Mimi. That was Chris' date. And then Mimi's cousin, I forget, forgot her name. And that was the young lady I got introduced to. And on the way, driving down 8 Mile, going over towards Mimi's house, when I tell you I almost had a heart attack, because this is the first time I'm about to take a girl out, never know her, and I start asking my cousin Chris, I'm like, uh, what do I say? I don't know how to have a conversation. And he almost crashed the car because he was laughing so hard at me. He was like, boy, if you don't calm down, it is not that serious. And so he broke down the way to talk to a young lady, how to have a conversation, how to keep a conversation going. And interestingly, he was right. That night went by perfect. We had a good time, stayed out all night, the whole nine yards. And from that point on, watch this, from that experience of my life, 
came a level of confidence that I felt like I can talk to any lady that came my way. But it wasn't because of my gift of talking, because my gift of talking was whack, to be honest. But it was based upon Chris's experience and the stories that he had with his experience with young ladies that he was able to transfer something to me that was able to grow into something bigger and better. Now I have a level of confidence. We have so many stories. You heard uh, maybe in, on the last episode, and I'll end with this story, of my, my speech impediment. What are the odds that I'm sitting here talking on a podcast, and I always make fun of myself a lot. I tell folks my vocabulary is not that big, and I own that. So you can't take that away from me, right? But my speech impediment, where where did that come from? And uh, I believe it was on the show when I was talking to my older brother. He gave you all the details. Um, Representative John Conyers, he was a congressman uh, for the United States and even in Detroit. And he he was invited to our family reunion. And, you know, it was a big deal. And I can recall that day. Right. My dad had all me and my brothers. Man, we had so much Vaseline on our face. We had um, nice suits and a bow tie. And it was a big deal. And my dad talked to us from the time we left the house until the time we got to the venue. Do not act up. Don't be running around because Congressman John Conyers was going to be there. Be on your best behavior. And my Uncle Calvin was DJing the whole nine yards. And it came, you know, he did his speech. And I remember we had like a program. And uh, my dad got us five boys together, really us four, because my younger brother, I don't even, he might have been, he was a baby. So he got us four brothers together. He said, hey, go up there, you know, and go get your program signed. Stand in line, behave. You know, he made sure our bow ties was very straight. It was a big ordeal. And people was dancing. It was loud in the room. So it it, it came up to my turn and I, and I, and I, you know, extended my hand and John Conyers said, hello, young man, what's your name? And in my head, I said, hello, my name is Wesley Morgan. Well, what John Conyers heard was, hello, my name is Rafferty Morgan. How you get that name, Rafferty Morgan? I'm like, no. And so I told him, he said, Rafferty? I said, no, Wesley and he wrote on my on my program, Ralph T. Morgan. And so we we went back to the table and my dad was looking at our programs. It was a proud moment. He was so happy. And then he got to my program. He was like, what is this? And he's like, Wesley, you told him your name was Ralph T. And my brothers heard it. And for the people that are in my family, you will know my brothers are obnoxious. They are crazy and they will talk about anybody. And so my older brother got a hold to that. And lo and behold, all three of my older brothers, I have one younger brother, Brian, he's younger than me. Then I have three older brothers, Eddie, Jason, and Brandon. Eddie, Jason, and Brandon got a whooping that night because they made fun of me and they kept calling me Ralph on the way home. So they, they, they took off the end part and they kept t calling me Ralph. And my dad kept telling them, that is not his name. His name is Wesley. And if I hear y'all, you know, say it again, I'm going to whoop your butt. That's how my dad talked, right? And lo and behold, he was a man of his word. But my older brothers did not care. They said this is going to be um, a good whooping because his name is Ralph. And that's what we're going to call him for the rest of his life. And literally to this day, every time I go home, 
I do not go by the name of Wesley in most of my family. I go by the name of Ralph, and it was because of John Conyers. So I blame him, the late John Conyers, for giving me that name. But truth be told, it was because of my speech impediment. Because inside my head, I said Wesley, but I could not talk. I had a, I had a real bad speech impediment, and I was in speech class from kindergarten all the way until my ninth grade year. And, and I was learning how to talk, so I did not know how, as they say, to roll your tongue. And to this day, there are certain words I cannot say. Um, my exits, like ex, you know, there are certain things I, I just st I stray away from, but I learned a synonym of a word so I can say it differently. Now, you might say, oh, you, you might be feeling some type of way, but that's my story. But look at how my story have gotten me to a place to where now I'm on a podcast. I have people from outside the United States listening to this podcast and their lives are being impacted. I'm a licensed professional counselor. Currently right now, I have a waiting list. I don't have any room on my calendar because people are coming to my office, having appointments with me, and they're, they're wanting to hear my perspective. They're wanting to hear from that little boy who couldn't even pronounce his name, but yet now here I am speaking and doing the best that I can with what I have. So your story has power, and I hope and I pray that you own your story. Nobody can make fun of me. Even when people make fun of me right now, I laugh with them. I'm not embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed from pausing or uh, mispronouncing a word right now, and if somebody correct me, I'm very grateful. I'm so happy that they took the time out to tell me how to pronounce a word, and I'm all right with that. So own your story. Don't let somebody take something away from your story because your chapters, man, it, it's mind-blowing, and it will connect you to other people. So that's the foundation for our, our first session today. Next, next, our next episode, you're going to hear from my wife, her story. I'm going to be interviewing her. Um, about some different challenges that we faced, um, well, that she faced physically um, as a black woman in trying to deliver kids and health care. So hopefully you learned something. I, sit, I share something with you that can really just give you a renewed perspective. Do me a favor. I really want you guys to do this. I used to say subscribe and all of that good stuff. Only thing I'm going to ask you to do, share this podcast, literally, like, hey, if you hear an episode, share it with somebody. We are on every platform, so whether they have that whack Android, you know, um, they should be on Apple, but whatever, that your choice. But we, we're on every platform. Share it, um, and if you if you want to, please, um, you know, rate rate the podcast. That would be great. And we're looking for um, we're looking ahead to hearing some awesome stories. So I appreciate your time. Um, and as always, have a great day and I will see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Everything Renewed podcast. I hope you heard something that was helpful and that you can relate to. Do me a favor, like, share and subscribe to the show. Remember, start with the mind and everything can be renewed. Until next time, stay fresh, stay cool and stay renewed.